Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hi, you are watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cup on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our networks and, and, and platforms. I'm Mike Morales here in uh, sunny Southern California. That guy out there is... Matt Metris in Rochester, New York. Uh, we should just call Matt the Rock Metris. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn into the thing from Fantastic Four. Yeah, into the thing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, oh, you beat me to it. Oh, my God. Um, today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new tequila just came on the market. For those of you guys who are watching us on the East Coast and, um, and, and are big hockey fans, you might know about this, this brand, El Bandido Yankee. Uh, you know, they keep coming up with these names. And, and I read the press release just before we came on online, and they had a they had a better descriptor and I go, why don't you just call it smooth criminal? Mm. That's that's they had they had the, the it's smooth it's criminally smooth. I go, why don't you just call it that? Smooth criminal. Mm -hmm. uh, unless the estate of Michael Jackson would sue you. But anyway That, that seems likely though. <clears throat> that seems likely. You know, he's he's worth more dead than alive anyway. But um this one is uh, uh two, one NFL player and one uh Hall of Fame hockey player, Chris Helios. I believe that's how you pronounce his name own this brand it just rolled out um it's got some heavy partnering but as usual before we go into the ins and outs we are going to taste the juice and then give you all the background we just broke i just broke the seal off of mine me, me too look at those bubbles mike there's some yeah nice the bubbles here. on this um i don't even know if you can see that on my camera but um uh, let's go here yeah we got some good lingering bubbles uh, again it's it's a good sign all right it's not gonna it's not a sign of of taste or or quality but you look for lingering bubbles especially in tequila you can see them a lot more the pearls we used to call them in perlas you see them more in mezcal and and sotol and all the more handcrafted uh but when you see them in tequila that's a good sign oh okay uh i'm gonna use my jarrito for tequila uh, me too um, the press release tells us that they do have a reposado coming. We only uh, received the Blanco, and that's okay. Uh, we were uh, contacted. Hmm, we were contacted by the pre, the PR company uh, that made this happen for us very quickly. I'm very impressed by uh, by the folks there. And uh, holy cool! Wow. Hmm. What? No, no alcohol punches. None at all. It's all plant. Plant citrus. It's bright too. It's very bright. Mm hmm. I feel like I caught a little bit of mint on the first pass, but I don't know if I'm getting it again. I I, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, uh, the distillery is is in the Highlands, and we'll we'll get into more of of the uh, background um, <laughs> a little bit later. It's it's a heavy citrus on the nose. Mm -hmm. Now I am getting a little alcohol, just just a touch, right? Just a teeny bit, yeah, as it opens yeah. up. But we, I, you know, we just broke the seal uh, off camera just before we came on. We've had these bottles in the office for like a, a week, maybe. Yeah, which not is, very long. Yeah, not very long. I think I'm getting a little bit of anise 
I, you got you got the mint. I got a little bit of anise. Just just hang. I can touch. I can see that. But it really is citrus forward, you know, like a like a grapefruit or a lime, like a lime zest. Yeah, look at look at those tears too. They're just like clinging to the side here. Oh, oh yeah, I haven't even looked at that. Oh, I don't even know if you can see that. I'm kind of like our early morning here in uh, in Southern Cal, so I I have lighting, but I'm not sure it's the best lighting right now. Yeah, I, I made Mike record in the middle of the morning uh, to accommodate <laughs> my rock moving schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Matt wanted to get a little stoned afterwards. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's legal in New York now. Yeah, well, it's legal in California. Uh, not that I, not that I would be, you know, uh, I just, I have to draw a line there somewhere. And I know we're getting more and more CBD and THC infused, but since I'm not a user, I don't have, I don't have a bar for that. Mm. But two of our TJs have stepped up. So for those of you who who are infusing your stuff now. Uh, go ahead and send them to us because I'll I'll supervise and you guys do the tasting. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, they wow, man, these things are sticking. So so that tells me that there's a, a solid mouthfeel on this. It shouldn't be thin. So let's let's mm, dive in and see what we get. <laughs> wow plant pepper maybe orange zest numbness gut lip lip and gum numbness alum numbness numbness it's still early for me i haven't even had a cup of coffee yet um this is hitting all the high points mm-hmm this is this is really um you know matt and i've been very fortunate this year because we have had some really old school tequilas coming out um you know whereas in the past we would get a lot of tequilas coming from um uh bigger maquiladoras and and not that that's a bad thing i mean they got to pay the bills it keeps people busy it keeps them employed i'm cool with that all right mm -hmm. the quality is always at the in the tasting but we're seeing more and more of these entrepreneurs coming on board who are choosing distilleries that are small to mid-sized um, and using older uh, techniques. According to the information we have, this is at El Viejito Distillery. What's the known number on that again? Uh, 11, 1107. 1107. In the past, uh, El Viejito had had a very bad reputation, but just within the last i would say five, five to eight years it's really cleaned up its act it's become sustainable they are uh, uh 50 percent of the workforce is women and uh there are more and more people who are choosing to have their tequila made there now mm -hmm. uh this is the second one uh that i've had from that distillery um yeah me too that uh oh, third actually third i've had third? a couple from there which yeah. was we have we had from there so far uh i've i've had tromba at the bar we carried that for a oh, while oh yeah, yeah yeah of course and uh papa bueno i had a chance to try when i was out at the seattle tequila festival a couple right. years right and we have tasted both those both of those brand of promise winners and nominees from from uh, tequila aficionado um this year 
I believe that um, anger management reposado is coming out of that distillery and it's superb. They're really doing a great job, but this one has a female master distiller. Um, let me see if I, if I can get the name here. Uh, I don't have the, oh, there it is. Excuse me, bear with me here. Um, the, the, uh, uh, it is by the way, Karina Rojo is the master distiller, the female master distiller. And for those of you, I know that there's a big, uh, there's a, a, a big campaign right now against additives. Mm -hmm. uh, people have to understand that the, the normas of tequila, the, the rules and regulations do allow for 1% of additives. They do it for consistency. They do it. Lots of things can be fixed with a barrel and with additives, but it's 1% that's allowed. And of course, there's an there's a unusual interpretation. But anyway, this distillery does not use it. Uh, does not use any. So for those of you who are worried about that, nothing. This mm -hmm. is all plant. They are uh, they are baking their their agave in stone ovens. Uh, what the length of time is? What forty hours? Forty forty hours. They said, yeah. Wow. Um, the, the they're using copper pot stills for distillation, yep. double distilled. It's eighty proof. We're doing an oxygenation pass on it. That's the that's the difference, and, mm -hmm. and it's really interesting that they're doing that because you and I have had like tequilas from Amatitan, where they where it's more mineral uh, forward, and the oxygenation for some reason in the in the valley they call it the Valle. I, I it's not necessarily lowlands; it's kind of like in between. Mm -hmm. And and I I see a lot of brands coming there that are using that technique, that oxygenation because it, it kind of rounds out the edges. I prefer, I, I really prefer tequilas coming out of Amatitan. I love, I love the, the, the punch, the mineral, mm -hmm. it's like the mineral and the agave come together. But so they're, they're trying to round out the edges as much as they can. Uh, let me go through this one more time though. I got something a little earthy on that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I won't say. Uh, um, in the inhalation, I I got a sense of the anise, but it's not coming through on the on the palate. But you know what is coming through is at the rear of the palate. There's a just a hint of bitterness. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that because it sit at the tail end of the finish. What that what that tells me is that there's a, you know, when the, when you bake in a stone oven, there's a certain amount of caramelization that happens to the, uh, uh, to the pina, uh, you know, the depending on how, uh, how the stone ovens are are built, they try to the newer modern ones try to try to steam, uh, with with more uh, accuracy like like an autoclave. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that this doesn't have an autoclave finish because the autoclave finish doesn't have any of that. It's just all plant, and there's no there's no hint of bitterness. And I'm I'm good with that, mm -hmm. especially because it you won't even feel it if you're not looking for it. And it's the rear rear of the palate. I don't even know if you Matt did you get any of that? Yeah, I got a little bit of that. I think yeah. Wow, but the the pepper and the structure that there's a 
This is a substantial tequila, man. Mm-hmm. I I'm just not sure if I like the name or not, but <laughs> um, to to you know to be fair, here's the thing. Uh, I I think I may have even mentioned this to Matt off camera, but at one point, but you know, uh, in Latin countries, particularly where, where Central American countries, where my folks are from, uh, with the term Yankee is a little bit is used is a term not of endearment, more of a term of der, a derogatory term. Uh, some some terms are used as descriptors, okay, uh, like dos amigos, you know. Uh, dos hermanos, uh, you and I, I think, didn't we have one, uh, dos primos, was that, did I do that with you? Mm, it wasn't me. Okay. Uh, it's, there's so many this year, folks, it's, it's boggling my mind here. Um, so they're used as, as descriptors, uh, but Yankee was, Yankee's not a term of endearment in most Latin American countries. Um, so I, you know, I, I, but it the, the the PR that they're getting is it's a it's a playful, uh, playful play uh, you know, a, a, a kind of a, an uplifting playful uh, uh, atmosphere you know that they you should raise a glass and be the bandito and uh, to me it's a little bit uh, cliche, but but you know. Um, you got to know your market and go after it, I guess, right? Yeah, you know, I, those two guys. The, here's the thing. Um, can, do you know? Uh, the, can you read a little bit about the uh, the charity? The they are they're working with a nonprofit uh, called Sacred. This is the second brand that I've heard is working with that nonprofit. I think the the the, the gist of the nonprofit is that they are. Uh, giving back to the communities where tequila is made is that yeah correct? it sounds like so they're they're gonna give uh, a portion of the proceeds of the sale of the tequila and a hundred percent of the proceeds from the sale of any merchandise to sacred which is a not-for-profit focusing on improving the lives of people in rural Mexican communities where agave spirits are made uh, to identify and support vital community needs uh, it's about time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. Uh, I think what it does is it helps. This is a way for mid to small to mid-sized uh, distilleries to still be able to help their communities because some of the larger brands, um, I, I just uh, held a tasting, at, uh, finally a live tasting in a restaurant. Uh, well, actually, it was, a, it was a kind of a tasting slash uh, sipping off the cuff. And, um, you know, I had heard that, uh, that uh, for instance, the larger brands like Patron do a, a hell of a job taking care of their own, their own people. And, and, and uh, you know, you really can't, you can't argue with that because when, when they're upfront about it, you know, they got child care, they take care of their people, they pay their agave farmers uh, uh, a guaranteed amount, that kind of thing. And when you're the largest... Mm. You're the largest consumer of agave, of agave in in Jalisco. You you need to do stuff like that. But not every big brand, not every big distillery, um, has a where you know not every small distillery has a wherewithal to do that. So this I think allows for the small small to mid size to be able to still contribute in their way through nonprofits. Um, yeah. So 
And there's a big environmental impact, you know, just in growing agave. It takes a long time. And, uh, you know, we talk about the bats and the, um, you know, pollination and letting the plants go to seed and and the stuff that's happening there. I think it's the uh, tequila interchange project. Yes. Um, But it looks like sacred. Some of their projects are around um, water security, earthquake relief, uh, building libraries, uh, sustainable agave farming. Oh, good. Water security is a big deal, too, because the some of these large producers monopolize the use of the water in the communities people don't aren't mm-hmm. aware of that there there are times during the day where the people in the community have no water because the the facility the fabrica the distillery is monopolizing the use uh so you know and then of course with me it's always been about pollution manassas mm-hmm. uh, you know these big producers uh, are are polluting the environment and they're doing it clandestinely and it that I, I I would say that that is I wrote about it you know years ago and it's still a big major problem although I understand now that there's a gentleman who has a facility to treat Vanassas and it's a working facility and I and I want to interview him for open bar so I'm mm. going to reach out to him and see if I can't get a clarification of where this Vanassas crisis is to to just give you an idea folks if you haven't read my my report my book on it it's called uh it's called Vanassas the tequila industry's dirty little secret it was funny because that that was the original title I had for years ago when I wrote it and I I didn't use it but uh when when we started publishing self-publishing the title resurfaced and that's what we're using now so uh, for every liter of tequila produced 10 liters of wastewater is is also produced mm-hmm. so you can if you do any numbers if you do a number like uh, if you go to the the CRT website and you pick a number of whether it's tequila production tequila exportation tequila sales multiply that number by 10 and that gives you a really good idea of how much wastewater is being produced and where is that all going because every year tequila keeps climbing and climbing and climbing mm-hmm. and exportation gets higher and higher so um i'm glad that sacred is is around to be able to do stuff like that because that's that's still a big problem that we in the states don't get to see mm-hmm. so unless you go looking for it which i did um but anyway regardless uh, now I'm going to get off my soapbox and say, what do you think? Uh, is this, do you think this is a brand of promise nominee? Yeah, I got to find, find my sign. Find there you got to find oh, your sign. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, folks, we have a real no budget, uh, yeah. uh, thing here, but you know, kudos to these guys, uh, to El Bandido. And let me get the names of the owners here. Cause some of you guys may be, uh, more familiar with these two gentlemen. First of all, the master distiller is uh, Karina Rojo from El Bandido, and uh, also the, the distillery is uh, El Viejito Distillery. The campaign, the company founded by packaging mogul and former NFL player James Robert Morris and restaurateur and NHL Hall of Fame hockey player Chris Helios. Did he, did he play for the Rangers? Do you know? Uh, Helios? It looked like he played for Montreal a lot. I, I just looked him up real quick as okay. we were getting ready. Yeah. But it looked like he had bounced around a little bit. 
Well, he's a Hall of Famer, so uh, mm. he might not have bounced around too much. Yeah, he played for Montreal from 84 to 90, and then the Chicago Blackhawks from 90 to 99, and then yeah. the Red Wings for 10 years. Oh, holy cow, man. He's been around. Yeah, he had a long career. Yeah. Wow, that's that's unheard of for a hockey player. So mm-hmm. now he's 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 doing a, a doing a lot of tequila. Yeah, right. Um <laughs> uh, but you know what? Uh, I like what they're what they're standing for. I like how they're doing things. I, I like I, I like a lot about where this stands. I'm mm-hmm. not so fond of the name, but what the hell is you know, I don't make anything. So <laughs> it's El Bandido Yankee. It's rolling out in, uh, I believe, in uh, uh, Michigan, uh, bigger markets, and throughout the United States, they're going to be rolling out all over, through 2021. Um, I tell you what, I would love to taste a reposado. I really yeah, me would. too. Uh, so, the MSRP so, on this is 40 bucks. Okay, uh, the reposado supposedly between what 44, 44.99, yeah, 45. But then again, that's an MSRP, so mileage yep. uh, may vary. Uh, (laughs) But that's our take on El Bandido Yankee. You have been watching and listening to Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media on all of our channels and networks. I'm here in sunny Southern California. That guy out there is? Matt Metris in Rockfield, Rochester, New York. (laughs) Uh, You have been watching us on all of our platforms. Please subscribe if you're listening to us on Spotify or uh, or iTunes, for those of you iPeople. If you're watching us on uh, YouTube, subscribe hit the notification bell give us a like follow matt on his instagram follow mm-hmm. us on our instagram uh, either tequila aficionado or me personally on timber elk and don't ask me what that stands for uh but hey whatever you do tomar sabiamente sip wisely